Hello everybody and welcome to another Scots We Hate podcast and today I'm in the legendary piano drome in Edinburgh and I'm talking to directors Tim Vincent-Smith and Matthew Wright. Hello both. Hi. Hello. We're going to be talking about the, your summer residency which is coming up uh, in August at the festival but first can you give us some background into piano drome and for those who don't know just what the piano drome is? The Piano Drome is a hundred-seater amphitheatre made entirely out of upcycled pianos, or 90 seats. It depends whether you count the extra chairs. Um, and it is in the Old Royal High on Fountain Hill for a summer residency um, until the middle of September. It's an amazing space, as I say. Um, I had heard about Piano Drome before, but kind of coming into it, nothing kind of you know, get you ready for it. And you're saying it's in this fantastic building that we're in. Was that a recent movement? Has that come and happened recently? Uh, yeah, so we've run two fringe runs before with the, the first piano drone that we built. This is actually the second. Um, and we, uh, about two years ago, stumbled upon a really exciting opportunity to work with St Mary's Music School, who um, are have had a big campaign at the time to take on the whole school um, as their new space, this whole Royal High School is their new space, and redevelop it as the new National Centre for Music. Um, since we first met them, they've actually secured this with the council, and we're here in the interim just before they start developing the space right. um, to activate the site and energise the site. So it's, it's a perfect home for us for, for this summer residency. It's really exciting. And the room, we've actually designed the piano drum specifically for the room that we're in. So what are the kind of practicalities of building something like this? Well, you need pianos, you need uh, people, and then you put those two things together and, you know, three months later you've got a piano drum. I'm sure it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as that, but really, in some senses, it is that simple. Uh, you need, yes, I mean, we have a, we're very lucky to uh, rent a warehouse in Granton, off the council, uh, where we um, accept pianos mostly from um, Edinburgh Piano Moves. So right. they move pianos, they move sometimes 10 pianos a day up and down the stairs in, 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 in the stairwells around Edinburgh, and, and they work all over the UK, in fact. And they're very often asked, you know, to just take the piano away you know, don't yeah. move it somewhere, just move it to the dump, please. And in fact, um, they pay quite a lot of money to be able to put pianos into landfill. And so that was really one of the, uh, when I learned that that was the case, being a musician mm -hmm. and also being uh, a, an artist who works with found materials to make furniture, um, you know, uh, that, uh, that just found, to find an endless supply of, of pianos that are going to the dump, was a pretty strong motivator to like do a big piece with pianos. And from that kind of initial idea, was it always going to be a kind of performance space like this or did that kind of fall on? Really the initial idea came when uh, there were, I had sort of uh, 10 or 15 pianos and I put them in a circle and I took my shoes off and ran around the keyboards in my socks. <laughs> blong, 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 clang! <clears throat> and I thought, and then I sort of sat on the top of one of the pianos and I looked into the space and I thought, you know, this is kind of cool, you know, this is like a theatre, you know, uh, and, and 
Well, I play in a band with my co-director, Matt. In, in his uh, band, um, uh, in the band, I know him as Leon. <laughs> um, he has two names. And uh, uh, the third member of our band is Daniel Dumnov. Um, he, he keeps the piano drone project at arm's length, but we've been playing music together um, for 10, 15 years. And we play uh, a lot of uh, um, instrumental, um, experimental, acoustic um, music. And that doesn't go down very well in a noisy bar, you know? Yeah. You can't hear anything, and even if you could, the people probably wouldn't care. So, you know, in one sense, the Piano Drome is a perfect venue for our band, mm. Sync. That's a great idea to build your own space for your music. And Matt, so when did you get involved? Uh, did Tim kind of go, I've got this idea? Yeah, <laughs> literally. So um, a couple of years before the idea, or maybe just a year before the idea started um, to, to come into my... Um, bubble, uh, which basically was Tim pitching this this idea to me. Um, I'd started a project called Forge, which is a um, workshop in Fountain Bridge. It's like an open open access workshop based in shipping containers. So there's a wood workshop in one shipping container and um, a metal workshop in the other, and lots of space outside to do dirty work and welding and all sorts okay. of stuff. And we've got lots of space. So that's, that was another meanwhile project where before they develop, we can use the site. Um, so we st started that and we were doing all sorts of fun builds and that kind of thing. And um, Tim pitched this as something we could do at the Forge. Um, and so I was like, that sounds great. You know, let's, let's do that. Let's see if we can make some prototypes and, and figure out how to do this thing. Um, and yeah, you know, it really seemed to work for the for the band Sync because we'd started finding that in situations where we're, we're performing, it, it invariably was a better gig if we played in the round mm -hmm. rather than on the stage um, because we appreciate the acoustic sound. And then if you've, got an, if you've got in the round situation, then there's a higher surface area, if you know what I mean, around us for people to really hear the acoustic sound. And we were doing a lot of moving around one another as well to really hear each other's instruments when we were improvising. So, um, so it just all seemed to add up and make sense. And I'd been also doing lots of event organising with Edinburgh Science Festival, so I had my mind in that world of, of how you put together a big production. And so we just started banging away at it. For At first it was sort of prototyping on the site, on this brownfield site, and then we got this great opportunity to, to, um, to bring this idea to the Royal Botanic Gardens um, through a friend of ours who was, you know, super supportive and brought us into the, into the botanics. Um, and that was a very exciting time, but we took up, you know, you know it, it, it took our lives away for a, sure. for a good sort of six months to a year to like really make it happen. It was a big push and we got there. And it was a beautiful fringe run that first year. Um, that was the first piano drone, but this one we've, we've built again, a new one, which is much improved. Um, yeah. And all new, so to speak, pianos, nothing came from the previous one? Nothing came from the previous one. The previous one is still in our warehouse in Granton. And, you know, it's uh, still totally functional. So we now have two piano drones. <laughs> 
So this is going to be your home for the summer residency, um, but it sounds like the kind of mobile nature, they, they're able to kind of just do it in different spaces, seems like a really important aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually we have a tentative uh, plan to, uh, when they start developing the site at the Old Royal High in the middle of September, to move this piano drone and possibly the other one as well, mm -hmm. to the Debenhams in Ocean Terminal, which right. is obviously Deb Debenhams have gone bust and um, there's a sort of three floors of retail space there, which has been taken over by the We Hub, which is a kind of community, a group of community interested um, groups like the Tinderbox Orchestra and uh, Think Circus and um, the New Haven Museum and various others. And uh, they've currently, they, they are very kindly hosting uh, a, a trail of 10 sculptures, all made out of pianos, including a six meter high um, tripod of elephant tusks, all made out of piano parts, topped off with piano keys. That's in the main atrium in, in Ocean Terminal. Um, and um, so, yeah, the plan is to move this piano drone down there to join the sculptures in September and have a winter residency through till April when the north uh, end of Ocean Terminal is going to be ploughed into the ground to be rebuilt. <laughs> it's so interesting because there's all these discussions now about how we use these dead spaces in cities. You know, I see it in Glasgow as well. But I guess Edinburgh is kind of used to using slightly different places due to the festival, you know, mm. you know, to put things on. It's maybe not such a big jump to say we're going to put pianos into an old Debenhams. I just can't imagine that. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, it seems to us like Edinburgh is a bit, you know, it, it had a, a, a bit of a heyday with the festival mm -hmm. something like 30 years ago right. when people were really able to be creative in these spaces because there was all this cool space which was open. But, you know, since then, and actually since I've arrived in the city, like, it... It, it feels actually like those spaces are already accounted for, right. you know, the big festival promoters use all those spaces and then, and then during the rest of the year, they're empty, they're, they're empty but, and, and, and actually you can't really use them. Yeah. And so for us, you know, it's taken a while to, to get into the, the right spaces for us and find out those leads and follow up with those leads. But now it's just, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, absolutely, perfect space to be in. Well, this building is months. a case in point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been empty for 60 years. It's the middle of town. It's got a fully functional debating chamber amphitheatre, like 300 seats right next door to the piano drum. And it's, you know, did it, what, did it get used in the festival? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, mm. Which is incredible to think. And all you need to do is open the door, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Pretty much ready-made. Yeah, it's interesting as well from the, the point of view that we're coming from, which is about, you know, using the materials around us and upcycling and sure. making sure that you first fully investigate all of the things that you can do with the materials and <clears throat> the people around you before then, like, jumping to virgin materials or jumping to the easy routes that are perhaps less carefully considered in terms of their environmental impact and this kind of yeah. thing. And it's the same with buildings, you know, these spaces are here, why aren't we using them? And why, when it costs so little to open up and have a, 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 a minimal staff and just invite the community in, yeah. you know, why aren't we doing that more often with these open spaces? And it, there is a move to do that. And the, the meanwhile sites that I mentioned before, like there is a bit more of a movement behind that. 
and there's people in the city who've been really opening those opportunities. So, you know, we're right in the middle of that and it feels great. But, you know, we, we also want to inspire other people to do the same. You know, sure. we, we need spaces to come together. Um, and the piano drum is really a crucible for that. It's mm -hmm. a space where we want people to come in and feel welcome and feel they can express themselves and, and become inspired and meet other people, you know. Well, with that in mind, can you tell us a bit about the summer residency? What can people expect? Um, it's very exciting. So throughout July, we've got, um, throughout July and early September, it's really for the people of Edinburgh to explore the spaces and to spend time in the piano drone. We've got a free lunchtime concert, 1pm every day that we're open. Mm -hmm. And in July, we're open Wednesday to Sunday every day. In August, we'll be open every day, but we'll also have those free lunchtime concerts at 1pm. And then back to the Wednesday to the Sunday in, in the beginning of September. And um, those free sessions, uh, you know, what happens there, we don't know. We're excited to see what people bring, you know. There's three pianos that are embedded into the structure which people can play. Mm -hmm. There's a third um, grand piano. There's the big debating hall, which we yesterday had um, some friends who have toddlers in. And in the middle of the debating hall, there's this kind of um, cordoned off area where the kids were basically using it as a crash. And it was totally beautiful, you know. We wouldn't have thought of that, but it just happened yesterday. Two one-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> girls playing football with their dads, falling over each other and giggling. I mean, that was a pretty good show. You it was know? <laughs> that was like... It was glorious. And then in the third room, we're on 14th of July, which is probably past the time when you'll be airing this, but it, we will have the Belfield Brewery Residency Lounge, sorry, the Residency Lounge with um, Belfield Brewery, who are... are partners in this project who will be opening a, a bar um, and we'll have uh, food available from Cyrenians who are a great homeless charity mm -hmm. um, and again that will have a piano in it and we'll be opening space as just a great place to be in and then the terrace bar out the front as well which um, was used by Hidden Door Festival to great great effect um, it's a south facing terrace and it looks over the crags in the old town it's just and the sun comes across yeah it's lovely to sit out there on the grassy bank with a with a, a gluten-free beer i can't imagine many better spots in edinburgh and that's saying something yeah. but, you know just having looking out over it this morning it's amazing um so what you're doing it seems to me is in no small part about collaboration and diversity even just what you've mentioned there playing football and with kids and inviting basically everyone in what excites you about that I think it's for me what excites me is the is is the, the fact that like you never know what you're going to get, mm -hmm. and also the idea that I'm I don't know. All of us are trying. We 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 have ideas about what the piano drone might be or could be or will be, but it's always different from what we have in our minds. Um, before we put the show on. So I think it's the discovery which excites me, the sort of, the, the, the manifestation, the, the, the growth of a project like this, which when you see something, you put something, you plant a seed and it grows and you never really know what's gonna happen. I think that's, for me, what is so exciting about it. Yeah, I think it, it seems to be about breaking down barriers about maybe people even just coming to hear live music. Yeah. 
breaking down all kinds of barriers. I mean, the thing that really excites me is you get all kinds of people uh, coming through, um, you know, and and they wouldn't necessarily meet each other in, in other circumstances. And then they get talking and, you know, like, it's just, it's just a sort of funny idea, like, really, to make an amphitheatre out of pianos. Uh, uh, and, and that makes a lot of people curious. And, and that's, but that's really only the starting point, you know. Once you've got people in with that sort of, you know, that, that kind of silly idea, basically, then, then what happens after that? That's, what, that's when it starts to get really interesting, you know. I mean, we're sick of pianos, truth be told, you know. I mean, there's too many of them. That's not true. I play the piano every day and I love it. But it's not ultimately about the pianos. It's about the people. It's about who comes in and then who they meet and then what happens, you know. And that's not even about just music. You know, we've got Alan McGowan is putting up uh, uh, his paintings in, in the one room over there. We've got um, Bridget, his partner, is going to do a, a, a walk around the building where she finds all the little plants that are growing and she's hoping to work with... Um, a, 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 a very famous Scottish poet whose name I'm not going to mention just now because it's not confirmed to, to, to do poetry as part of that as well so it's, it's breaking down the barriers between people and between, and between you know cultural genres and between who's the audience and who's the performer and you know breaking down the barriers of like you know the, the building who, who's, who gets to come in here I mean, we want this place to be as accessible as Calton Hill. You know, we're going to put a sign up there for anybody who's going to Calton Hill. You can come in here. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. the site is open free of charge throughout the entire residency. I, I mean, Matt, I read um, something you'd said about the importance of reconnecting, which I think is exactly what you're saying, Tim. And it's so true. I feel like maybe we've, oh, we've underestimated the importance of even just doing something like this in a room like this mm. and you know doing it face to face and talking to you which mm. is such a different thing from doing it screen to screen zoom or whatever and that importance of of reconnecting socially um, and culturally um, do you want to expand on what you meant by reconnecting yeah i guess i was referring to the last three years the crazy times we've had with um the pandemic which has sort of enabled a lot of people to then see what technology can be good for but I think there's this danger that we just get stuck in a digital world and you know we were already looking at that before the pandemic and pandemics just like pulled us in a bit more um, and we have to really consciously find ways to like remind ourselves that we are physical human beings in a material world which has so much to give on its own and yes there's lots of that that's really attractive about about the digital space mm -hmm. but if we're not careful and we don't recognize what we get from face-to-face -face companionship or seeing live music live theater live events or you know being in strange and wonderful spaces then those definitely will disappear the spaces which um you know you know the spaces which rely on people actually going in there and supporting them won't be supported and and it's it's critical that people take stand up and like actually attend things actually get their tickets pull themselves away from the tv and the the screens and just get involved because you know 
life is short. <laughs> well, I think that's right. I think for some people, there's this mindset of, oh, I've, I've survived on my own and this is all right, you cocoon. But then I've started to back out to gigs again and you think, this is what I've missed. Mm. This is, you know, even just the gig itself, but talking afterwards, you know, talking beforehand, going somewhere else, all those kind of things, you think, yeah, yeah this is really important. Mm. Definitely. So you must be looking forward to audiences coming back with that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's already started. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so how's it been? It's been amazing. We, we played a gig, actually. In the, so the Hidden Door very kindly, um, they, they had a separate plan to, to be using this building, which predates our plan to be here by a long time. But they very kindly um, agreed to host our debut of the Piano Drone. And they very kindly booked our band to play in the piano drone during that. And it was a packed house and it was just amazing. It was totally electric. Yeah. And, and it's great for us. You know, our show's called Sync Return to the Source. Um, we'll be playing five shows during the Fringe. Um, and really, it is the source. It's the source not own. You know, we're returning to a, a trio rather than a five-piece formation. Um, with Tim on violin, myself on saxophone, and Daniel Domnoff on accordion. Um, but then we also have expanded over the years into other instrumentation, so we'll incorporate pianos, and I, I make these tongue drums at the forge, made right. out of old um, uh, gas canisters. And um, Tim does all these cool vocal effects and sings and stuff. And we were also really excited because we did our first performance at that show, The Hidden Door, on a grand piano, um, which we took the lid off and the three of us just went inside the piano and made all these cool sounds. Um, and that was, that's something we'll be presenting during, during the Fringe Festival, which is really exciting. So that's, you know, I guess from a performance point of view, that's what I'm most excited about doing. Yeah, and it's also going back to the source in the sense of like, going back to improvisation as being like a core part of that of our of our of what we present um as the band expanded it became necessary to like be a bit more um you know close it down a bit more in terms of like what could and couldn't happen in a in a live show because people needed to know what to expect but but stripping that back a bit we kept i mean the the, the piece that matt was talking about trio for unprepared piano is a pure improvisation we start off with the three of us and the grand piano and various kind of sticks and um, you know piano hammers and screws and stuff, but we don't know what's going to happen, you know. And two thirds of the show that we did for the hidden door was 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 pure improvisation, and that's you know that's really exciting for us to go back to that roots of this band for this for this fringe show. Yeah. And I, saw, I saw a pair of drumsticks over there and I was wondering what they might have been used on. So the drumsticks actually were used for the other night. So we had our first, during our residency, we started mm -hmm. on the 1st of July. Um, we had our first ticketed show, which was um, a very dear friend of us, ours called Alabaster de Plume, oh, yeah. who's um, based down south and uh, is doing sort of basically a world tour this year. And we, we found one little <laughs> date which he could make in our two and a half month residency and um, that was last Monday which meant it was our first show first ticketed show of, of, of the run and we sold it out and it was an electric vibe 
Um, yeah, so that was really, really cool. that's why there's drumsticks about. But also, you know, there are instruments hidden around behind all the piano pianos, and, and um, you know, it's not just a piano drone in that sense. It's a space for, for all music, all different types of musicians. I mean, and you're, you're talking about um, encouraging improvisation, but it's taken to another level if you're getting inside, and it's experimentation. And does the space kind of encourage experimentation? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think what we've done with pianos is we've taken pianos that were on the way to the dump and we've turned them inside out and upside down and we've turned them into something else. We've turned them into furniture, we've turned them into architecture. And um, so by the same token, you know, we're encouraging people to turn their ideas about things inside out and upside down uh, and their ideas about people and, and find new things in themselves, you know, like what happens if I don't think of myself as being, like our motto in fact is uh, no, no, no piano is junk, no person is unmusical, you know, so the idea is that, that, that people can think, well maybe I actually, you know, I've always thought I'm not musical because this teacher told me I wasn't when I was 10 or whatever, but actually I'm really digging this and actually, you know, I'm making these sounds and like, and it's not just music, again, it's, it's you know, it's, it's theatre, it's dance, it's sculpture, it's, it's all of these things Plant together. Plant identification, poetry. Plant identifying <laughs> poetry. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's that idea of breaking down barriers that have sometimes been built up over the years elsewhere saying well you can't do that or yeah. you're not good enough for that or whatever absolutely saying, well, no. and, and a classic um exemplification of that point is the the, the barrier that you have between the stage and the audience mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. a sort of front on perspective like it and and the stage is above the audience you know that's already about barriers the stars are up there far away and the audience are all watching and they just have one role which is to consume and the, the, the star gets to do what they've always wanted to do with their lives you know this is a, a, an inversion of reverse of that where we pull the stage inside right down everyone watches from above or beside so you're on the same level as the performer yeah. and the audience are then part of the performance in a very real sense and when we open this space free for the public to come into it's an invitation you know what have you wanted to do all your life yeah it's already they become part of the performance just because the way that it's structured it seems mm. and i think it goes for the musicians also because i know from experience that being on a stage with a massive pa system and a crowd of people sort of over there is quite an alienating mm. thing but I also know from experience that being in this amphitheatre and performing here where you're right there and you can see everybody's reactions and you can, you can interact with people, you know, it's quite, it's, 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 both the musicians and the audience benefit from the breakdown of that barrier, I think. Both the performers and audience benefit from that. And you talked about the diversity of, or the possibilities as well, and I was looking through the programme and there were certain things that jumped out, which I thought these... I'd like to hear more about this. And mm. piano drone live drawing in one? Yeah, so we have a, a dear friend called Topaz who's been running Reconfigure um, live drawing events for many years, um, often in Summer Hall or in interesting spaces around the city. And um, she just curates brilliant live drawing events. And so she's going to be doing that in, in 
in our venue, which is very exciting, during the Fringe on three of our Monday nights during the Fringe. Yeah, so that would be great. And there'll be live music and live drawing and punters are, are invited to come with their drawing materials or without and um, just spend a good couple of hours even if they don't know what they're doing, you know, just scribbling yeah. or, or if they're really good artists, they're welcome to, you know, take it a bit more seriously or whatever, you know. But it's that encouragement again to, to, if you've always wanted to do this, then here's a kind of safe space for you to come and do it. Mm, absolutely. Um, someone, something else I wrote down was Phil Kay and Stacey Clare are going to be involved. Yeah, Phil Kay is amazing. I used to I see him every time I could in Edinburgh, I'm a big fan of yeah. Phil Kay. He's a very funny comedian um, and he's got a book launch and Stacey is a, um, a stripper from London, she's an activist stripper, mm-hmm. um, you know, mobilising for rights for sex workers and the two of them got off um, got off with each other? With each, I don't know whether they got off with each other, but they got on really well. They got on with each other. <laughs> they got on with each other. Um, uh, in, I think it was, well, the last big fringe mm-hmm. at the Blunderbuss and Spiegel Year. Mm-hmm. So this is run by Bob and Lucy, who have become good friends of ours, and they're, they're promoting that show. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're both releasing books. It's a sort of... Uh, book festival fringe event um, so that's going to be really interesting yeah and I've written down iPiano and I can't remember why but what's iPiano? iPiano was premiered at uh, in 2019 um, during our first our second fringe run at the pit it's um, written by Adrian Hornsby and directed by Adrian Hornsby he's a brilliant writer um, an old friend of Tim's actually and he um, uh, put together this lovely family show, which is a two-hander. It's, it's a pianist and a, a movement artist and puppeteer. Act, actor and puppeteer. Oh, wow. And um, the, the show is all about this young girl who's lost her piano and goes on a journey to find the piano. Um, and she meets. May I correct you? Yeah, I was the, just. The, the pianist has up. lost his music, and right. the she Thanks, the, 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 the the puppeteer is a sort of a muse who helps him through this journey to find his music again. Yeah. So so that's really our big family offering, right. um, and it's already selling quite well. Uh, it's really great. They've had loads of you know five star review, reviews, and then it got a bit stopped by the pandemic yeah. but we're, we were really encouraging them to come back because it's actually i can tell you that the pianist said oh god you know i i, I can't i can't do theater anymore I, you know he got a teaching job while he wasn't able to perform and he's got kids to support and stuff and then my friend adrian just like sent him the film of the uh, of the previous one that we did at the pit and he was like oh i really can't oh, I'll, I'll just watch the film and then he watched the film he's like I'm doing it, we're doing it, we'll make it happen. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask you for favourite things in the programme coming up, but is there anything that you're particularly kind of looking forward to that's a little bit different that you'd like to tell us about? I would say that, that Piano Drum Live, our evening show, which goes from 9 till 11, um, is going to be really special this year. We've run it every year um, uh, that we've done the Fringe, and it's like um, Tuesday to Sundays is pretty much every night um, starts at nine and each night will feature two different acts um, and in the first two years Sync 
were one of those two acts every night, but a 20 three night run is something we just can't do this year so instead well, we want to make space for other people you yeah. know we don't want to hog the theater you know the whole point is to get you know as many different things in as possible so and we're really excited about some of the bands who we've got for that are, are going to be amazing um nushi fortet is a band from glasgow with a female trombonist mm-hmm. um and they played at hidden door and we spotted them and we were just like yes, that's going to work, that's going to be magic. But there's, it's, a whole, it's a whole mix. So we've got like some Baroque music from Scots Baroque, um, uh, who are also based in Glasgow and do beautiful uh, classical Baroque music, but also improvise with the themes. Um, so there's, you know, from Baroque music to modern jazz, but then there's also lots of um, really beautiful folk. So some some of our favourite uh, musicians who've come back and back again in the last five years include uh, Kate and the Kettle, mm-hmm. who is uh, Kate Young, and she's got an album that she's releasing soon, and it's devastatingly beautiful music, and that one was really sold heavily sold out last time. People were sort of like gagging for tickets. Um, Lisbeth Russo is another of our favourites. Oh, big fan of Lisbeth. Yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's lots of different music- musicians but the key thing about that is that every night it's been very carefully curated mm-hmm. there's always two shows two two acts in that evening and um, we're you know we propose like just book a ticket because you're going to have a great time um, and our full program is on our website so you can have a look at every everyone who's playing um, but yeah it's, it's a really it's a really special thing that Piano Dream Live evening show and I'll put links to uh, all the, everything on the post accompanying this podcast. So if you're listening to this, go to the website and you'll get mm-hmm. all the links as well. Have you got anything that you're particularly looking forward to, Tim? Well, I'm looking forward to, you know, one and a half year olds playing football with their dads. You know, I mean, who knows? Like what I'm actually most looking forward to is the stuff that we just don't know sure. what's going to happen. But there is one thing that Tim... Well, I can't, I I can't possibly ter- pass up this opportunity to plug my own show. I'm writing a play. I have written a play um, which is called Playing Beethoven. And there are, I'm one of three Beethovens, uh, and it's a cast of five. We've also got Pavlina Gusheva, who is a, 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 a young uh, leading light uh, a classical pian- pianist, and Chris Lyons and Faye Guifo, who are um, classical violin and piano, also improvisers, and um, Robin Mason, who's um, in a band called Various Moons. He's been on the scene for a long time. Um, he's a wonderful cello player. And so we're going to do a sort of um, odyssey into... Basically, the show opens with Beethoven on his deathbed, uh, and he gets up, has a pee, and then starts composing the th- third movement of his 13th string quartet. And then, as part of that, he goes into an odyssey into, the, into earlier scenes in his life, and um, it explores how, you know, though he's such a wonderful composer, he struggles in, in every area, really, of his life, in terms of his politics, his friendships, his love, his family life, everything. He just can't quite make it work, which is the, which is the deepest tragedy of his life. But it's also the thing that makes him able to compose 
this music, this late quartets, which are, you know, so deeply engaged with the human soul, like what it means to be human. So I hope to get some of that across. Wow. Um, but, but, but in terms of, yeah, what I'm looking forward to is like actually putting on a piece of theatre, which is something I've been wanting to do ever since we, 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 we put the piano drum in the Botanic Gardens. I thought we need to do theatre in this mm -hmm. space. And we need to write theatre for this space. And, you know, this is the first opportunity that I've had to, to do that. And I'm very, very excited about it. Um, it's going to be running from the 3rd till the 7th of August at 5pm. Uh, just five performances. Um, yeah. And that's the first of a bunch of different theatre shows, mm -hmm. which were... So in 2019, we had two theatre shows. This time we've got, I think, seven. Um, so really digging into exploring different ways of articulating the possibilities for theatre in this space. So a good few of them have been written for the piano drum itself. Another one is called uh, The Music Box by um, Nikki Hill, who actually helped build the piano drum um, in, in its first iteration. And, and, and she's been around helping with all sorts of piano drum stuff ever since. Um, and she's an amazing clown. Um, she's, you know, hilarious. And she, she piloted this show during the Hidden Door Fest festival and it was really really fun it's an excellent she's trying to teach a, a, a mannequin which she actually got from Debenhams to, to do ballet dance while she's on roller skates and then you know the arm falls off and then it all starts to fall apart it's just and her, so beautiful her slapstick. dog Pero is in 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 the piece as well so he's just sort of there gnawing on a piece of wood or something <laughs> you know, it, he, he's, it he's playing he's element. playing uh, catch with the audience members he's like pushing the props towards the audience and getting them to it's throw just, the props for it's him. like proper fringe theater yeah, you know it's, it's beautiful. Like, exactly lovely and another of the theater offerings we've got is lucy hopkins who um is is behind the spiegel yurt um which is a you know, amazing, um, uh, what do you call it, cult fringe mm -hmm. show, like fringe of the fringe usually. Um, and when I first saw her show, Ceremony of the Golden Truth, I was bowled over. It's, she comes on as this extraordinary kind of witch-like creature, human god thing, and takes the audience on this weird enlightening wow. kind of journey where you discover that magic actually exists you know it's like a real thing um and so it and she performs that in the round and i've been sort of banging on her door for a long time to get that here and we've managed to get 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 her to perform here um during the fringe so that's a five-day run but it's gonna be really good she's really keen for it and it's gonna be perfect in this space and one of the best, one of my personal favourite acts from the previous iterations of the piano drum has been the Tinderbox Orchestra, mm -hmm. um, who are, you know, very well known around Edinburgh and beyond. Um, and they're actually going to be doing uh, their show in the great, in the grand hall, um, which is next door to the piano drum. So there's, there's... 250, 300 seats in 250 there? 250 seats, yeah. And, and so, and there's sort of 20 musicians, it's a sort of 
full classical orchestra, but then with drums and bass and electric backline. And they do wonderful collaborations with people all over the world. You know, they, they have, you know, musicians from China and Kenya, and they're also inviting two shows. One is a, a, a drumming troupe from Help Me Out. So there's uh, Pomoja, who drum and dance from Kenya. Um, and they're a very special sort of Kenyan, like, yeah, performers who are coming, up, coming over. And the other one is the Kaputli Colony show. Um, Kaputli Colony is this extraordinary sort of shanty town in Delhi mm -hmm. uh, where lots of creative street, street artists live and they make their living through street art in and around Delhi. Um, and they are coming, a whole crowd of them are coming along to put, put on a puppet show with their, wow. with their drumming and, and, and puppets. And that's going to be really special. Again, that, you know, harking back somehow to like the old style fringe where you get all these like amazing traveling artists mm -hmm. who just turn up at the fringe and it's, and, and it's like, what? <laughs> you know, how do we get blessed with this? Yeah, so it's really mm. exciting. And we, we have, obviously, the programme for the piano drum has, as Matt says, been very carefully curated sure. and is, is pretty much locked down, yeah. um, as it has to be for the Fringe, though in July and September, as he said also, you know, free lunchtime concerts, actually the free lunchtime concerts run throughout, but, but there's a lot of space to explore and enjoy the piano drum unticketed in July and September. But um, the... Grand Hall during the the Fringe, that there is a lot of space there, still, right, um, for what comes along. And I, I mean, the the mainstay, the the the, the leaders there, the, the people who are really kind of like gonna 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 set the tone there are the Tinderbox Orchestra with their two invited um, performances from from across the globe. But then, beyond that, what happens, you know? We have to see. There's already people booking the Grand Hall on, on available slots in the evenings, and, and in the daytimes, there'll be, again, sort of free... It'll, it'll be our chance to offer free space for people to come and, you know, busk their shows, or, like, mm -hmm. uh, there'll be thousands of new people in town who are creatively extraordinary, and we'll be inviting them in as well, so... Yeah, there'll be lots of people wandering about looking for things to kind of see, things as well. Um, and literally, from what you're saying, is will be something for everyone and more. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say that without feeling like um, that's just something that everyone says. But it's but in this absolutely, case, it's absolutely true. true. No, I think, I think you've shown that from what you've said. And it's also really kind of inspiring if people are thinking, oh... I love these musicians, how can I get to see them? Or I'd love to do a bit of theatre and put it on. Build your own space and do it yourself. And you, you know, that's the one way of guaranteeing that you'll do it. It's a very tiring <laughs> and stressful oh, yeah. way of doing it. I'm not saying it. you just do it off the back, I'm sure. It's had years and years of But I mean, that but is... That, where you've ended up doing it. Yeah, that is definitely one of the reasons why we're doing it. It's because we are performers and we love to share music and collaborate and share theatre and art and, mm -hmm. and, and do it and... And it, somehow, so much with the booking process for booking a tour or this and that just takes the fun out of it. 
And I think so much of why people wouldn't do stuff is that they just don't think they're allowed to or mm. they don't think that they can. And yeah. what we're doing really is saying, well, you are allowed to and you can do it, so go for it, you Absolutely. know? And just as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, this feels like it's never been anywhere else. You I know, know. It feels really kind of seated in but this space. We, well, we've got an interesting compare and contrast because this room is exactly the same in proportion and shape and you know the design of this room is exactly the same as the room on the other side of the grand hall mm -hmm. so you can see what it i mean the acoustic in the other side is really boomy you can't hear anything but it turns out that sticking a piano drum in it <laughs> in, improves the acoustic <laughs> at least well listen thank you to both of you for talking to me today i really do appreciate it that's been it. a great thank pleasure you, and thank all the best so for summer resident i can't wait to see some of it at least mm, come along please you're and we will be back welcome. soon with someone completely different. Cheers. <laughs>